and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, I am once again sitting down with Scott Stevens, James City County's County Administrator. Welcome, Scott. Well, it's great to be back, Renee. Well, say, it seems like we're doing this on a very regular basis. Just about once a month. Now, you will notice we do not have video cameras today. We are audio only. Right. I have noticed that, but thanks for pointing it out. <laughs> You're welcome. So for our folks at home, we had a little bit of a scheduling issue, but we are going to be back on camera next month. So here right. we go. Right. So tell me, what's going on? You know, Renee, there seems to be an awful lot happening. I think I'll start with just mentioning lots of weekend events within James City County, mm-hmm. Williamsburg area, and York County. So I would just encourage people to look for something to do. If you're not sure what's going on, uh, there seems to be something weekend after weekend after a weekend. And I expect that'll continue for many months to come. One event I do want to mention is our Pure Silk Championship, mm-hmm. the LPGA event that is coming to Kings Mill the week of May 20th. And it really is an all-week event. And I would encourage the community to come out and spend a day and watch some of these really talented professional women golfers do what they do here locally. Come be supportive and also witnesses witness it. And watching on TV is okay, but seeing it in person just gives you a whole new perspective. So I would encourage people to come be part of that. And James City County is a sponsor of that. We do get, I think, really good recognition uh, with this event. And it's something that we're really proud to be hosting here in our community. So now I would like to interject if I could and plug a future podcast. I was able to go and meet with Brooke Pancake, who is a member of the LPGA and did an interview with her for a podcast that I think will run in a couple of weeks. Ah, fantastic. I knew you were ahead of me on that. Anyhow, I just want people to have it in their minds and know what's coming and be excited for the community as as we are as excited to host the event here. Absolutely. I guess I'll get back into mostly covering what we've done with the Board of Supervisors through the through the April time frame. Uh, we did have an April 9th meeting. We had a retiree recognition where we recognized Sue Mellon, our retiring mm-hmm. financial management services director with over 31 years of service. And so, uh, again, we've wished Sue well a number of times. I'll do it one last time. And then we'll welcome, at least on an interim basis, basis Sharon Day as our interim uh, FMS director. And again, I'm really excited to be working closer with Sharon. She's been involved in the budget process this year. So I've harassed her a lot already, <laughs> but I think she's ready to step up and do what she can on the interim basis. And then we'll go through a process of hiring the best person uh, for that uh, position over the next several months. In April, we also held 11 public hearings. It seemed like we had a lot of them. Mm-hmm. One was for the budget. We did have four speakers in favor really of land preservation. It wasn't specific to any one type, uh, but that was just their uh, plugged during the budget time frame that they thought we should be doing more to preserve land within James City County from future development so we keep it in its current state. Mm-hmm. We did have two uh, five public hearings on AFD districts or agricultural forest district, really additions to some of these districts where people can put their property into these uh, protected status. They get a low, they pay lower taxes. It protects it from development for a period of time. And then we had five, five other sort of minor public hearing items. And I say minor, none of them generated any public comment other than okay. the budget. So that was most of the meeting in April. We did have a, a motion to deny removing uh, property from an AFD uh, during that meeting as well on property in and around the Carter's Grove area. So the, the board did deny removing uh, a portion of property from the AFD. Moving on with budget, we held a community budget forum with the board supervisors uh, April 11th at the Recreation Center. 
again, in terms of we had probably had 20 or 30 participants, the residents that came out, they again, talked about these, the land preservation advocates were there. We had teachers talking about or advocating for school funding. Mm-hmm. And then we had a few other questions about various services or parts of the budget. Uh, some conversation about recycling as we're going to a fee for service mm-hmm. for recycling, but not an unpleasant experience at all and really a good opportunity for the staff and I, as well as our board, to be out talking with the members of the community a little more uh, interactively. Where mm-hmm. the public hearing doesn't provide that opportunity, the neighborhood forum really does provide that opportunity. Right. The board held a work session April 23rd with a few more budget, primary budget being the topic. Uh, they did approve funding for the Greater Williamsburg Tourism Alliance, uh, part that we're required to pay, so we mm-hmm. have done that. And they had a number of appointments and reappointments to the Colonial Behavioral Health Board and then an alternate appointment to our Eastern Virginia RIFA, or Regional Industrial Facility Authority, board. And so we are holding uh, April 30th, the last budget work session, with the hopes that the board will adopt the budget May 14th. So there's still a public comment period with the May 14th meeting, if mm-hmm. folks would like to weigh in. Uh, but there's been a lot of budget conversation and a lot of opportunity. I think we're close to the end of that. Okay. I would just talk budget highlights for those that might have missed it last month or have missed one of these other opportunities. I do want to mention there is no tax increase in the budget proposed mm-hmm. for this year. Uh, there are some fee increases, and I'll come back to those in a minute. It is the second year of a two-year budget for us, and we've really focused on what's different from the plan. So this is the second year of our two-year plan, so what's really different is where our focus has been. The budget overall is less. I don't want to mislead people. It is $247 million, where it was almost $256 million in the current year. That The difference being less is really due to less capital projects, so some of those bigger construction projects that we get into. The general fund portion, the one we spend a lot of our time talking about, is $211.8 million, which is $5.7 million more than our current year. So our general fund budget is increasing. Our overall budget has decreased. Uh, the schools get about $110 million, which is uh, just over 52% of the overall budget. We send transfers to other funds and some contributions to various organizations of about $33 million which leaves us about $68 million to run the county. So that's mm-hmm. all county departments. And of that, and I've given a lot of numbers, so I'll have people lost, but of that, <laughs> most of that $68 million or almost $53 million is people. And okay. so when you take out the people, we spend about $15 million on supplies and gas and insurance and those other kind of things that we take to operate our various departments. In terms of the fees, there are three that I want to mention. We have about a 10% increase in our parks and recreation fee, whether it's our day camps, whether it's our rec center, Whatever it is, it's not exactly 10%, but it's very close in terms of if you want to know what they're going up. And we do have a whole page of listing of what the fees are changing. So we certainly have that available as part of our budget. Mm-hmm. We have an increase in some of our ambulance fees. And really, we're coming to what the average is in the market. So we're trying to catch up uh, charges for those that need to use our ambulance service. And then recycling, as I mentioned earlier, we are going to a $7 per month fee. That fee would be billed in August if residents pay it by September 15th, and they would continue with recycling as of October 1st. Mm -hmm. If they choose not to pay it or they opt out, um, then there would be no penalty. They just wouldn't have a recycling card and wouldn't have curbside service after October 1st. So uh, I think, I hope folks know we are changing recycling contractors. That's part of our VIPSA, our contract with VIPSA. They're changing, uh, they bid the process for recycling. They're changing contractors effective July 1st. So you'll have some change with your cart. Right. Your old cart will be picked up. A new cart will be delivered. uh, And then we'll continue to subsidize with county general fund money until October 1st at which time residents will either have decided to pay the fee or not. And then if they still want to recycle but carry it to our transfer centers, we'll be happy to co- collect it at no cost at our convenience centers 
um, in terms of their recyclable materials. So there'll still be an outlet for those that don't want to pay the fee but would like to bring it. Uh, I did have one resident, uh, or maybe more than one, challenge that, hey, it's just another tax. The fee's a tax, and it's not. There are some differences, and uh, at least with property taxes, you don't have a choice in paying it. If you have property in James City County, you're taxed on the value of that property. It's not a choice. Mm -hmm. So where we use that, that kind of revenue to pay for a service such as recycling, you really don't have a choice whether you recycle or not. You're still paying for recycling. The fee difference, in most cases, fees or fees for service, and in this case, they can be mandatory or optional. In this case, our fee is an optional fee. So it really is a choice. If you okay. don't want to pay for the service, you don't have to, versus if we had it in the tax rate, you wouldn't have a choice. Right. And so it is trying to offer our residents a choice. The budget does add 14 new positions. Uh, nine of those are in police and fire, three in police, six in fire, and then five are in general services. So we are increasing the payroll slightly, but most of that is in preparation for better response side on the police side mm -hmm. and the opening of a new fire station on the fire side. Mm -hmm. And then we do have a 3% raise for full-time employees of James City County, which tends to be, in talking with the other uh, uh, chief administrator officers in the area, seems to be what they have. Anywhere from 25 to 3 seems to be a very common area for our region. So I think we're not out of bounds with that. And I think that's enough about budget. If people have questions, I would certainly encourage them to find me. I'm happy to talk to them via email, phone calls, or in the grocery store, whatever works for them. We're happy to talk about what's going on and, and dive deeper into the budget side. But I threw enough numbers, so I would just encourage them to find us if they have questions. Okay, so what else is going on? Well, you know, there seems to be plenty going on. A few things I thought I'd mention. Uh, we do have our first off-leash dog area that's officially acceptable by the county in mm -hmm. terms of on our properties. It is at our Jamestown Beach Park property. It's beginning May 1st, and so signs are up. The area is mm -hmm. identified. Uh, there, are, there are rules, and it really will depend on the dog owners as to whether this is successful and something we can continue to offer or not. Sort of a test for us. There's mm -hmm. a little concern from the board as well as from staff of will we create problems and that's not our intent so we'll monitor it and then we'll have feedback with the board uh, at a later date and determine whether we offer it in the future so it really is incumbent upon our dog owners uh, to make sure that the space is utilized correctly but mm -hmm. i hope it'll be a success and again part of the rationale is we have a lot of this area there rather than have it all fenced in and we may have some fenced in dog parks but we have this area now why not try to let it be utilized um, for our residents and their their pets so okay. we'll see how that goes do want to mention our jamestown jams they start may 31st uh, mm -hmm. after work maybe six o'clock or so uh, come join us it runs through the summer we have a great series set up and i think they've been a, a hit in the past mm -hmm. and i expect weather permitting they'll yes. be a hit going forward yes. i think they are weather dependent but gr a great venue and i do want to mention that uh this past well, like end of april we had a pretty significant announcement in the uh, the signing of the finance agreements for the Hampson Roads Bridge Tunnel expansion mm -hmm. project, which is adding multi-lanes of uh, travelway to cross uh, from Hampton to Norfolk. We had the governor, the secretary of transportation, Mayor Tuck from Hampton, and Supervisor Hipple, who all four spoke and participated in this signing uh, ceremony held at the end of April. It's over a three and a half billion dollar project, the largest project um, that is going on in the United States. So it's significant, not and just locally, but nationally in terms of the work. And that's billion with a B. Uh, three point right? five billion. Yes. Lots of money. Uh, lots of money. And you know the other side, that's our money. That is right. that local transportation tax that the residents of Hampton Roads have been paying for a number of years. But that's the money going back into making our transportation uh, system better. That's, that's accelerating the widening of 64 and many other projects in the Hampton Roads area. So to our community and our residents, uh, we do want to thank you for participating in that funding. 
but we also want you to know it really is turning to and it's coming back. And that Supervisor Hipple also happens to be the chair mm-hmm. of the HR TAC, which is the group that was set up to have the oversight of these funds and to make sure that they were spent on improving capacity-related transportation problems or projects. So uh, something really to be proud for. More to come on that as they have a groundbreaking ceremony. And I believe the project is going to be to be completed in 2025. And while that sounds like it's a long way out, it's it'll, not. it'll be here before you know it and we'll all be... Uh, enjoying at least the additional capacity to go back and forth. So um, Now, when we've had Mr. Hipple on, he has talked quite a bit about how excited he is about the boring machine. Are you going to go and watch the boring machine as well? Uh, you know, it's, a, it's amazing to me that a machine can bore a tunnel the size mm-hmm. that it will bore under uh, a body of water. So if I have an opportunity to go see it in operation, <laughs> you bet. If they'd let us run it, we both probably would jump on oh, and try to I'm run sure it. I'm sure that you would. Uh, I don't think we'll have that opportunity, <laughs> but absolutely, we will have updates as the years go on to talk about that. And I will say to, to Mr. Hippo and all of those involved in terms of those type of projects, there's been a lot of time and effort and working behind the scenes to bring it to this mm-hmm. point. And so it is significant that they've gotten it to, to this point that they could sign the agreements which allow the contracts to be awarded, which allow the work to begin. And I think folks will see activity and work in the near future. So uh, pretty exciting times. Again, yes. although 2025 is still a while, it'll be here before we know it, as you Absolutely. said. So, and outside of that, I think that's enough for me this time. Okay. I will tell you, we're always here. I'm still speaking to, to groups throughout the community. Would love to come speak to your group. If there's somebody out there that wants to know what the county's doing or why or have questions or just need somebody to fill a 15 or 20 minute time slot, mm-hmm. uh, I'm more than happy to come do that and, and hear what's on our residents' mind. And you know, it's a great time of year. If they've not been outside, the pollen seems to be a little better this yes. week. We see we're done with that. But uh, I would encourage people to get outside and enjoy the weather and really just enjoy the beauty that's James City County. Now, since we do not have a video today, let's go ahead and say some of those telephone numbers and email addresses. So what is your phone number? How should people get in touch with you? Well, you know, uh, people have not seemed to have trouble finding email addresses. And for me, it is Scott Stevens. So it's scott.stevens at jamescitycountyva.gov. My office number, 757, as most of us would be, Mm -hmm. uh, 253-6603, so 253-6603. And again, call anytime. If we're not here, you can leave a message and we'll return the call um, in a very reasonable time. Hopefully same day, but certainly by the next day. Great. And the county's budget, all of the information about that is on our website, which is jamescitycountyva.gov. That's correct. Probably more than you want to see is on the website. If you have to pick a piece of it, The budget message there is as good a summary as we can do of all of the documents in one place. And I would encourage people to start with the budget summary Mm -hmm. and then go from there. All right. Very good. All right. Well, as you know, I have to ask you a couple of questions. I can't just let you go. Can't make it that easy. So the first question today is, if you woke up tomorrow as an animal, Hmm. what animal would you choose to be and why? You know, with all the animals that are out, well, I really have two first choices. Do I get two first choices? Sure, of course. You know, one, I think dogs are a great pet to be. They're a companion. They're looked after pretty well. And they quite are. frankly, in many cases, uh, they're looked after better than sometimes our children because we feel like the dog can't take care of themselves. Right, so, right. so I think that'd be a pretty good life to have to be looked after and to look after your owners. The other side is me. I really love the water. So to be a dolphin would be great. Oh. Oh, nice. Yeah, so those were really my first two choices in terms of the animal world. Well, very good. Dog or a dolphin. All right. If you had to delete all but three apps on your smartphone, what would you keep? 
Um, you, you know, that's it's not as big a deal for me as it is for some. I can't even okay. tell you what apps are really on my smartphone. Okay. I do know I have a banking app, so I'd like to see what's there. I okay. do have an email, so I'd like to see what's there. Um, and outside of that, Renee, I don't have a third favorite. I okay. mean, they're there, and, and sometimes I figure out why is this still here. Um, <laughs> but it tends to be whatever one that week happens to be the one that was of interest. Uh, so, so two of them I'm pretty good on. The All third right. one I'll have to think about. All right. Well, very good. Well, Scott, as always, thank you so much. And we will have you back. Great. Look forward to it. All right. Thanks. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and to subscribe to our podcast. That way you'll be sure to never miss an episode. While you're online, go ahead and go to our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to find all of the episodes as well as a feedback form that you can complete and let us know what you think, any future show ideas, guest ideas, we would love to hear from you. So thanks for tuning in and we will talk with you next week.